Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by... Patrick Green, coming to you live on a Saturday morning over on the East Coast. It's a Saturday, very early morning on the West Coast, so thank Not you Not too for, early. Uh, Not too early. You're an early bird. You're an early bird. I'm an early bird. I usually yeah. get up at like... But like I drank like a little much last night. A little much uh... for me is like... A beer, and then I had a glass of wine, a very large glass of wine. So I was a little bit, a little toasty. Are you feeling it? No. Are you feeling no. it? No. You no. seem pretty bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Today. I never, I don't have hangovers for whatever reason. I just don't must have very, Must be very proud of yourself for that. Thing. I am very proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Today I mean, no, we are here. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, no doubt you're uh, energized by this crazy news that came out last night slash afternoon about a new alien movie coming to Hulu. This is a huge deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. It's pretty exciting, but it's also perplexing too. In this, um, in the same, like, um, in the same way. Um, so obviously, the news that most everyone knows in the alien fandom is that there's a new alien film coming to Hulu, not in theaters, directed by Fede Alvarez, based off a pitch he gave to Ridley Scott a few years back, which Ridley Scott then tapped him again, saying, "Hey, let's do this idea," and. Hulu and Disney slash 20th Century said, let's do this. And they are, they are on a, uh, a path to create 10 movies a year for the service, not for the alien IP. But this is one of those movies, which I think works perfectly. So, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It is, it is a complicated announcement to unpack. You know, my initial reaction to it, and this was Micah's too when I, when I mentioned it to her yesterday, was like, why not wait? you know, until Alien Day, because it's right around the corner and it's such a huge announcement. So, you know, you, when we talked about this last night, you mentioned they probably were, you know, had been kind of scooped. And so this they were kind of getting in front of the story because they do have Steve Asbell from 20th Century from uh, from 20th Century giving, you know, a quote on that. So like they were, you know, at least aware that the Hollywood Reporter was doing this. Mm-hmm. But I do think they probably got some pressure because it was going to leak and they wanted to control the messaging, you know, a little bit. Um Fede Alvarez is a really good filmmaker. I think Don't Breathe is fantastic. It's a really good atmospheric movie. And that, I think, is as close to his real vision so far as we can see. I, mean, I know he had a short film released you know, earlier in his career that I haven't watched yet. And he also, of course, did the, the Evil Dead remake. Uh, he also did a show that I loved that was on Apple TV Plus last year. He directed all of the episodes of this thing called Calls. Did you see that, Jamie? What's the name again? Calls. No. Oh, oh it was absolutely awesome. Have I seen that? I don't know. What's it about? So it's it's like a audio visual piece that is a series of phone calls, like messages on phones that That's are accompanied right. by just waveforms and sort of animations. And it's based. I think there was a French series that it was based on. I'm, I don't know, but it's it's got you know an ensemble cast and it's all these little episodic things and it's really tense and really interesting. So uh, I didn't know that he directed those until I was looking him up. But anyway, all this is to say that I think he's a not a bad choice at all. I think I think like I said, Don't Breathe has a lot of great alien, you know, aspects to it. The ways in which it's, you know, shot, a lot of the ways that he uses the camera as another character. I mean, Don't Breathe is it's on the nose obviously, especially towards the end there's a lot of kind of very obvious things happening in it in terms of metaphors, but other than that, I think the ways in which it's shot lend themselves really well to an alien film. You know, the fact that the camera is is doing these long, continuous panning shots that are going down hallways and kind of showing us visual cues to like pay attention to and treating the audience like it's intelligent. So uh, I think that's a great, you know, precedent for this. I think he could be a really good choice. I think so too. Uh, I also think his movies are, 
authentically scary. Um, they're in a different uh, wheelhouse than Alien, but they're, in terms of horror, along the same lines of things that we're looking for. I mean, ultimately, with Alien, it's about character. It's about um, solid characters, character building. But it's also about scares and mood and his remake to Evil Dead. And I thought I hadn't seen it, but I actually had. I think that movie scared me that I turned it off. Um, and movies don't typically... It was just really freaking me out. He, he struck a perfect mood. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge uh, Evil Dead fan, so I don't know, like, I enjoyed what I saw, but some people are like, oh, no, it wasn't for me, which is fine. Um, but I think in terms of mood and look, his films have an, that kind of art house feel to them, um, really good production design, and I think that's what Alien needs. My biggest concern for a movie that's straight to Hulu I'm curious if effects is involved in this or if it's just this is a Hulu thing. Um, my biggest concern is production, not design, but like production value. Is it going to look like a movie or is it going to look straight to straight to streaming? And part of that concern comes from a lot of movies that go straight to streaming, certainly on Netflix and other places, they look very digital, very clean, very they look like they shot were shot on digital cameras. And that and they that tends to make them all look the same. Very clinical, very uh cold, very ah just you can't engage with them very very much, in my opinion. Um so I'm hoping that with Scott producing, which I think is great that he's only producing, I'm, i I think it's a good choice for him to not direct, um that the film has a really good look to it and it feels like it was shot on film. It has that epic quality, whatever, whatever it will be. I hope so too. You know, Steve Aspell in his uh, quote that the Hollywood reporter was showing, was talking about budget and talking about how it's nice when you have like a, you know, a tighter project like this, it's not constrained by as many large things, you know, and, and the budget being one of those things. So he's talking about the budget being liberating and that it's a little smaller, which I think is true. I, I think, at a certain point, you know, we don't need this to be a continuation of Covenant and Prometheus. We don't need this to be a, an, another kind of epic exploration. Like, save that for the theatrical films. I think, to me, I mean, Don't Breathe, right, has like basically two characters and three characters in it, mm -hmm. right? Like, that feels like a very full story to me uh, that takes a very simple premise, a very simple setup, and does really interesting things with it. I think that's, to me, the key to making sure that on a constrained budget, a film on a streaming platform feels bigger than quote unquote, just a streaming movie, right? If you mm -hmm. can have a few characters and if you can keep the sets somewhat contained and you can really like amp up the production design on those sets and you can really put time and care and love into it. This is also an interesting case study because of course we have the other Hulu series coming out that was recently pushed back by Noah Hawley. And so there's this whole question of where is this going to come out? You know, is it going to come out before the film? I know you think it might. I, I agree it totally could. I, I think it probably will, honestly. But there's the case, the case study that's going to be fascinating is Noah Hawley is working with like 12, 14 hours of, you know, potential content for this. What we're getting here is probably much shorter. It, you know, his films tend to be pretty tight. Like, I think Don't Breathe is under an hour and a half, even. Mm. Um, the sequel to it, which he produced but didn't direct, is I think uh, the same. It's like 90 minutes long. Uh, Evil Dead wasn't super long. A lot of his movies are pretty taut. And I think that is great. I think like, keep everything small but really good like 
keep it tight, but really full of love and attention to detail and pacing. And if he can pull that off, I think we could get a wonderful little side story almost. And I'm thinking, I was thinking about other precedents for this, which there really aren't many. Like there's not many examples of big budget mainstream film franchises that then are now just commissioning one-off movies on digital platforms. Um, but something somewhat analogous to it, I think, is the standalone store, the store, Star Wars stories, right? So Rogue One and Solo being examples of those. They weren't obviously just digital platform releases. They were released in theaters. But the idea was like somewhat smaller budgets, somewhat more self-contained side stories that allow us to deviate from the main Skywalker saga for a bit and see, although, of course, they tied to it very directly, but allow us to explore side characters that aren't, don't feel quite so directly tied. Asbel was saying in his quote that this concern, or uh, it might have been from sources that are unnamed sources in this thing saying that uh, this will concern characters not directly tied to the main franchise, which Mm -hmm. is good. It's not a Ripley story, right? essentially. Right. I think that's great. And I think this could be kind of like an alien story. It's like another story set in the universe that doesn't feel quite as beleagueredly tied to the main movies where everything has to make sense and we just see like something else happening somewhere to me that sounds great i agree i think what alien needs and we've discussed this ad nauseum um is a fresh start we need something new we need something that's not tied to the prequels we need something obviously that's not tied to ripley i mean sigourney weaver will be 73 this year definitely still in fighting shape but her that character is done um my biggest concern i think is with the Hulu announcement, which is almost three years ago, uh, over three years ago, well, almost three years this year, it'll be. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's over two um, years. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a little bit, I mean, I, I get production and certainly with COVID and so many things in the mix um, and Noah Hawley, he does, uh, you know, Fargo and he's working on that right now. And there, there's a lot there. But at the same time, like you guys announced the show over two years ago and like, it's not even in production yet. Like, come on. Um, so I think, and I almost feel like this film is going to be a holdover for us um, until that show um, is filmed or whatever they're doing. I don't really know. They were saying it was going to go in front of cameras by September. Now they're saying 2023. Um, and I definitely, I think with Alien fandom, not that like, you know, given to the demands of the fans, but like, come on, like, you're, you know. You guys are telling us, and we went through this before with Neil Blumkamp, obviously, where people were riled up and excited about his film, and then it just never happened. And so this Hulu series feels like that a little bit. Like, I mean, I think it'll happen, but like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it in here. Oh, we're going to do it here. So this film by Fede Alvarez might be the stopgap. It might be the holdover for us, which is something that I really need. To your, to your point about... Fede Alvarez's films feeling taut, and I agree. I do think that Alien needs a little bit more time than an hour and a half, for sure. I think to properly character build, you need about two hours. Um, just really investment. Um, so, I'm, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that um, this will be really exciting. Um, yeah, and maybe they'll have more for us on Alien Day, and that's something that we were talking about earlier. Why wouldn't they make this announcement on Alien Day? But again, to your point... If if they were if someone's scooping this story in the Hollywood Reporter or um and 20th Century is like okay we need to get in front of this they're just going to give them a quote just to say yeah okay we're doing this um, Alien Day as you know as I know last year wasn't very except for what you know what the fans were doing which was was always awesome which is what it's about 
there was no real engagement on the on the part of 20th century films at all um or any kind of corporatized studio engagement with alien day and so it was it's a little curious that they would they wouldn't announce this they would wait to announce this on alien day but they didn't hopefully though they bring a presence back this year for alien day it's a really important day some of that importance came from the studio knowing that it was um knowing that it was important to the fans and knowing that it's important to the ip to kind of and there hasn't been really that enrichment yet from 20th century post-merger enriching the fan experience engaging them saying hey we, we know that you're here there's been none of that yet and that's a little bit su surprising to me um so we'll see maybe maybe fede alvarez's film um is part of that equation i don't really know um i do know that you and i do know a little bit about the story for this film but we can't say what it is at all um and it's interesting for sure um i think it's a good choice and it's a good direction um so yeah i'm, I'm excited i'm excited too and i have to say although i would like more than 90 minutes for an alien film i, I think back to something like alien or directed by the spear sisters in 2019 right which is like a 10 minute short and that had so much character building even in just Indeed. 10 minutes if, if they can I, I think an hour and a half could easily be enough if they can contain that level of love and affinity for these characters and we can you know what i mean mm -hmm. i just don't want it to feel bloated i don't want it to feel like it's in, like something that a word that's been coming up a lot in our episodes lately on both shows because of all these announcements all these green lights you know we have the of course the amazon prime live action streaming series for blade runner that was announced recently you know we just had black lotus wrap the first season and then with an alien, now we have the Holly series. We have this film coming out. We have all of these, all these things being greenlit after decades of, you know, drought where it was just one thing would be announced in a five-year period and we would all be freaking out about it. Something that I hope we don't get into is this word franchise too much. That's a word that we're having to use a lot more nowadays because these really are franchises now. They're really you know, corporatized and built up with strategies behind, you know, the growth for them. And that's all great. And that is obviously how you grow a brand and how you make sure people are supporting something over a period of time. But I think that it can really hamper creativity a lot of the time. And I think, you know, actually Fede Alvarez turned down a Marvel movie uh, a while back. He was offered the, the reins on one of them and he did not do it because he felt like he wouldn't have enough creative control. So, I mean, that, to me says a lot about him. I think that mm -hmm. not just, I'm, obviously I love a lot of the Marvel movies. I'm not crapping on those, but I'm saying that if he's somebody who won't approach a project, if he doesn't have some of his voice represented in it, that could be good for something like alien, which has really become a franchise with a capital F on it. Because uh, if this is a side story, keep it just as its own thing. Give us just a glimpse into some other part of this world that will terrify us. And like, don't feel the need to keep revisiting it or to keep lore building. Like, don't have to explain everything. Don't give us all of these explanations for why X is happening and why this character is here and that one's not. Don't give us all these backstories. Just give us like a glimpse into real lived experiences that feel frightening. And that's it. Like that to me would be 
exactly what we need. So we're going to see what happens. You know, this, there's a lot to look forward to. And Alien Day, which of course is right around the corner, is still, they're still sitting on potentially some great press for these things. They could share production sketches or they could share pre-production artwork or they could share, you know, exclusive fan panels with Noah Hawley and Fede Alvarez. They could, they could, they have like so much that they're sitting on right now that fans would love to engage with. So even if we don't get like a big announcement, at least give us glimpses inside these machines so that we don't have this bomb camp situation again, like you were saying, where there's a real sense of like, is this happening or not? Or like, why is everybody so quiet about it? Why are they? Cause you know, Noah Hawley, obviously his first love for in terms of FX and Hulu is, is Fargo, which is great. Cause I love it, but it hurts a little bit when we hear that he's shooting the next season of Fargo, which already has four seasons in the can instead of starting this alien project that everybody was so excited about two and a half years ago. Right. It just feels sort of like, you know, they're uh, maybe not treating this with the love that it, that it needs. So it would be great to get some content, I think for alien day. Or they didn't like Fargo has been going on long enough. Like and I get that Noah Hawley is integral to it for sure. But like bring in someone else to like watch that child, which has already been been grown and it's out in the world. Um, so he could be a producer on it or whatever. So he can kind of move into the alien series. And again, yeah. they announced this on, uh, during Disney's thing, whatever that thing is. Yeah, it's a shareholder meeting, right? Shareholder meeting. Yeah. yeah. A couple, this is in 2020. Yes. Um, 20. Yeah. Um, and it was exciting and they had a little bit of a story and they told us and there was a little bit of a synopsis and they said near future, which of course they've dropped. It's just in the future. Um, but from what I know, there weren't any where there was a synopsis and there was a, a kind of a Bible, but there were no scripts in place. They're still writing the scripts. I know that they have five done based off a of piece. So it was curious that they announced this thing. Yeah, I just think that they kind of need to understand their audience a little bit and understand that and I had this conversation last night on um, a thread on social media that the alien fandom has been struggling with PTSD since arguably 1992. And that doesn't mean the studios need to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, what can we do? I mean, it doesn't mean they need to coddle us or or um, pander to us, but just be aware. Be aware when you make an announcement. Be aware that you're not at all engaging fandom. At You haven't yet. Um, you've announced this incredible IP with a huge, huge following um, that probably definitely not as big as star wars but in terms of sci-fi it rivals them for sure it's not uh, as big in the zeitgeist as star wars is but i mean alien the the original trilogy the prequels the avp films um there's a lot of people out there and i think that they could do better engaging engaging fandom um and just that page their official alien page has been dead has been dormant i mean there was a couple of posts here and there within the past two plus years that's it so i hope as we rumble towards alien day that we see a little bit more from them that we um see a little bit more engagement and we kind of find out a little bit more like what their plans are and how they're going to kind of roll the red carpet out for this ip but i wanted to mention something earlier i i don't or to a point that you made earlier in terms of the franchise word, that it's a big F and I agree, but I also think that it is not star Wars. This is not Marvel. This is not a universe. You need to connect everything to you're connecting this story to the story. Make good movies, make good movies, make good stories, build good characters. That's it. 
None of this connection will even work if none of that's working. And I don't, it's not the universe, it's not the type of universe that needs a Marvel or like a, a DC or um, something that, or a Star Wars that's everything sort of interconnected. It's not that kind of world. This is a, this is a horror genre sci-fi. Like you can just make, and maybe, I mean, maybe you can like include some like, the Easter eggs and things here and there, which everyone loves to do in these studios for sure. Kind of remind us that we're in the same universe kind of, but we don't need to tie everything in to make it like, Oh, whoa. Like it, it's not the kind of world that needs it. It's the kind of world that needs TLC and patience and attention to detail and uh, character building. Yeah. yeah. And the more threads you tie up, the more pressure it is to tie up further threads. Right. So just like, don't, don't engage in that. Like give us stories. We don't, we don't need everything to click together like clockwork. It's okay. You know, Absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I think this is, this is good. And I think uh, it's, it's great. It's great that we are, you know, covering this stuff at a time where we really are getting new content and it's going to be a lot of fun to, to keep doing this. Absolutely. So with that, um, everyone, we just thought we would pop in and say hello and talk about this news, and uh, we're excited. Hopefully, we'll start seeing a little bit more from the studios in terms of what this movie's about, when it's going to release, what the plans are. Um, the build-up to these things are always the, the most fun, in my opinion. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be here covering all this, and uh, certainly with our shows, talking about what we love, which is the Alien franchise. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.